Hey guys, welcome to The Grind with Casey Carden. Today I'm here with Carl Smith and Brian Timms, and we're just three old school buddies that used to hang around a lot, and as y'all know, as you get older and all have kids and stuff, actual jobs, responsibilities, you don't get to hang out as much. So today they're sitting in, and we're just going to talk about what comes to the top of our head. Carl, how you doing? I'm doing all right. Brian, and... You'll hear us call this fool Creek. That was his name the whole time. So if we say Brian the Creek, it's the same person. Creek is better, but I'm doing great. All right, guys. I was wondering about what to talk about. And uh, I actually bought tickets to a haunted thing. I, I don't believe in ghosts. Do y'all believe in ghosts or spirits or stuff? I don't. I mean, I just I never have. Uh, my sister says she's seen one, but I just don't believe in it. And that's just, you know, how I think. Well, me, myself, I really don't know whether to say I do or I don't. I really don't. I really don't know in ways I do and in ways I don't. So I don't really know how to answer that question. Yes and no, I guess. I really don't either. But I just spent $70 on a ticket <laughs> to, to go see. <laughs> But anyway, um, just to let everybody out there know, they are having a haunted night at the Antoinette Hall here in Plasky, Tennessee on April, before I tell y'all wrong, on April 9th from 8 to 1. And the tickets are $80 plus tax, and there's only six or seven left. It's being hosted by Southern Ghost Girls Tours. I believe they're on TV. I haven't seen their show yet, but I will be looking for it. They're coming into the Antoinette Hall, which is four doors down from us, and doing a ghost tour. Um, so we're going to see. I'm going. I've got another guy going and got one more ticket. I'm going to try to find somebody to go with us. But, uh, Brian, me and you were talking about just a while ago before we come on the air, that place is haunted. It's supposed to be haunted four doors down. What's keeping it exactly. from coming I mean, down here and, and spooking us? Yeah, how's that ghost not coming down here? I mean, so is this basically the whole square is haunted? Is that what they're saying? I mean, does the ghost just stay in that one spot? You know. Well, you know, there's a lot of ghosts. Are we talking E.T.? Are we talking Casper? Are we talking the Predator? What kind of ghost are we talking about? That's true. For those that don't know, this Antoinette Hall used to be an old theater a long, long time ago. And now they do reenactment plays and different stuff in the bottom bottom of it. Uh this is supposed to be upstairs, I believe. Uh yeah, there's a bunch of different kind of ghosts. Ghostbusters, you see the goblins and the green monsters and all and you know, sometimes it's supposed to be just spirits of the ones that's passed on. Well yeah, there's good do you believe there's good and there's bad? I mean there's a lot of different categories you can talk about when it comes to ghosts. I mean, do you believe or do you not believe? Are they real? You know, scientifically, a lot of it can be proven. You know, they can they can actually make logic of it. But some of it, you know, just no matter what you try to explain, it's just not explainable. I watch probably four or five different haunted shows, but I'm just a huge skeptic. I don't know why. I think one thing, being a hunter, going out in the woods while it's still dark, your mind, your ears, and eyes play tricks on you. I've yeah. been through our woods on a farm so many times, but I still get a little, you know, your eyes can play a trick on you just because it's dark and daylight. You can be the same exact room, 
you cut the lights out and a shadow goes a different way or something and well, I mean, is that's just kind of like fear, though. I mean, that's really not a ghost. That's like you know, there's a saying: uh, you're not really, you're not really afraid of the dark. You're not afraid of being alone in the dark. You're afraid of not being alone in the dark. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. Because I mean, if you're just in the dark, you know what you're afraid of. You're afraid of you know something else being something there. else. Yep, yep. I can see that. Uh. I don't know. I've heard some people say they don't believe in ghosts, but they believe in spirits, like people that's passed on. To me, that's one in the same. Yeah, I don't see that. That's no, I'm not talking. I don't care if it's Casper or my great granddaddy, you know, that's no longer living. That's still. <laughs> I don't even know if there's a, you know, a defined definition between the two. I'm sure there is, but to me, I'm like you, you know, one's the same. Uh, Speaking of this haunted night, I'm going to try and reach out to these girls and see if they'll join my podcast either before or especially after. So I will let y'all know. I'm not sure if they'll do that or not, but we're going to try. He already trading us in. <laughs> That's fine with me. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, we've been friends forever, so I don't blame him for trading us in for some newer models. <laughs> uh. Creek, I don't know if you were uh, with us this time or not, but I remember a long time ago, and I'm going to call this girl out, Katrina, our friends in Mississippi. Yeah. We were at, I believe it was Hannah Ward. Is that the right name? Hannah Ward Bridge? Yeah. I don't yeah. remember if you was with us that night or not, but uh, baby, I'm calling you out. She was sitting on the back of a tailgate, and we were all young, well, besides Creek. <laughs> but we were all young. And she was sitting on back of tailgate, and I can just remember her falling face first into the ground. I don't remember that, that. I, but I, you know, I am old. You know, but you know. Are now you I sure, don't. Are you sure I wasn't there? Yeah, you was grounded. <laughs> yeah, I probably. Yeah, you're you probably right. <laughs> See, we were gonna talk about stuff we used to do as a child, as a group of friends together, but we'd have to leave Carl out, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he stayed grounded the whole time. Um. But again, I you know I don't know if she was just having a mental thing or because Hunter Hunter Ward Bridge is supposed to be haunted too. Yeah, I don't know all the things of it, but and, uh, I do remember her falling face first. She didn't try and stop herself or nothing, so she was out of it no matter what happened. I've done that before, but it had alcohol involved. <laughs> I mean, you know, but you know, you want to talk about something like that? You know, uh, down there in Boatingham. Right before you get to uh, the old 64, there's a bridge right there. And everybody says that's haunted. And uh, my mama's friend, a long time ago, she went in there. And she got stuck in a rock. And she was a little overweight. And she got stuck. She couldn't get out. And she drowned right there. And people say they go down there and they see her. I can go down there and I never see anybody like that. So I don't know if it's just because she liked me so much she don't want to scare me or what. I don't know. Well, that was one thing I was wondering, you know, why do we why do we see or believe in ghosts? Why do we think they're here? Is it, you know, like a revenge thing? They're after maybe they were murdered, they're after their murderer or unfinished business of some sort, protection of loved ones or just trying to tell their story or, you know, what's what's the reason behind it? And on the flip side, as far as a skeptic, I think 
people will themselves into seeing their grandmother or something as a as a calmness to them. A coping mechanism. Co- right, right, yeah. yeah. Y'all using them big words again. Yeah. <laughs> you got a dictionary on your phone if you know how to work it. So. And I mean something else, you know. I'm sure everybody's done it. You just get you get a cold chill. Oh yeah. For no reason, you know. Where, where Probably because you're cold. Uh, not necessarily. If you're sitting in a warm house and you're just sitting there and you've been sitting there for an hour and just all of a sudden yeah. you get a chill go. And that's one thing on a lot of them hunting uh, haunted shows. They're sitting there and, and they'll pan the camera and they've got goosebumps all over them. Their hairs are standing oh, straight I'm sure. up. I'm sure. I'd be scared. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no way. I mean, I don't necessarily believe in it, but I'm not going to mess with it. I mean, you're scared of your own shadow. Well, that's different. <laughs> and that's like deja vu. You know, oh, You hear yeah. that saying all the time. And I've had that happen. You know, it's when a person has done something and they experience it and it's like they're experiencing it again, but they've never done it, but it feels like you have, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Say this about, (coughs) well, I've already said it about the, you know, you're not afraid of being alone in the dark. What you're really afraid of is what's with you in the dark. I think that's a lot to do with ghosts and stuff like that. You know, going on that topic, I watched this show one day and it didn't didn't have nothing to do with ghost. It was a hunting show. And I think it was a story. I think they just did a reenactment. But the guy got in his stand, and uh, real early, while it was dark and was waiting on daylight. And as daylight came, he kept feeling feeling something falling on him, like a squirrel or something was in a tree. He looked up, and there was a mountain lion, some kind of mountain lion in a tree with him. So he climbed up that tree, got in that tree, and there's an actual not. We're not talking ghost, you know, being in the dark, an actual living thing. Yeah. And uh, he ended up leaning back and shooting it and stuff like that, which was stupid, too, because if he had injured it and it fell on him. but I'd have run out of bullets. <laughs> but <laughs> not knowing something's there in the dark, no matter what it is, yeah, you kind of hope you were, you're alone in the dark. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. When you start hearing creeping noises or different stuff, hear a voice or something, that's uh, I'd much rather think I was alone. Talking about hearing voices, on some of them shows, they got these recorders and all, and they'll record something, and I'll listen, see what I can hear, but it's like them things, you can only, you'll hear it once they show you what it is, or they tell you what it is. Oh, yeah. You can hear it a lot clearer, but that's just because that's what they think it is. Oh, yeah. It's it's put into your mind. Right. Yep. Yeah. But, you know, I had an aunt. This is one of the stories I have. I don't really have any personal experience with ghosts or anything, but I, I, heard, I had a story that my aunt told. They lived in an old house, and uh, she had two little girls. She said she was asleep in the bed one night, and she just she woke up, and she saw her little girl standing there, you know, telling, saying, Mommy, Mommy, and she reached out to grab her, and she said her hands went right through her. And she said she freaked out, you know, and just, like, disappeared. She said she jumps up and runs down to the girl's room, and they're both asleep in the bed. I mean, just telling that gives me chills. Just hear, <laughs> Every time I hear it, I mean, do I believe it? I mean, it's my aunt. So, you know, I kind of do, kind of don't, but it's all just crazy when you think about it. There's, between here and Pigeon Roost, there's a big red house on the left. It's an older house, two-story. My mom used to live there, if I'm telling this story right. 
And she used to tell me every time you go up to the stairs, it felt like somebody was there trying to push you back down or something. Now that when she was younger and all of that, you know, I don't know, but I don't know. I just it's hard for me to believe stuff like that. Well, it I, I is just, me too. I'm kind of more the the show me, prove it to me type, you know. But I can't honestly sit here and say I don't believe in a lot of that stuff because it's not explainable. Right. For me, if them keys sit there and just flew off that table right now, it'd probably be the last podcast up here. <laughs> you know, then that would be <laughs> that ghost finally come over here. Something. Yeah. <laughs> the Antoinette ghost finally come over here. But, yeah. Um something like that. It it's to me it's not even hearing something because like I said, your ears and and eyes can play tricks on you whenever. I need now if you actually saw something, not not just a shadow went this way or they'll have an orb go by or something. I man, there's so many different lights and not that they're faking it, but to me it's just so many things can happen with a camera, with oh, the yeah. Ele- oh, yeah. electronics. Mostly nowadays. I mean, everything is so high tech. I mean, your phone, you can put a beam light on your phone. You know, you can put something on your phone to make it show up like something. So. Yeah, that is true. But that's what I was saying earlier. You know, a lot of it can scientifically be proven. Or you can make excuses for a lot of it. But then there's just some that just, I don't know, gives you those chill bumps. And you, you can't explain it. Before they tore down my aunt's old house, uh, my she was my great aunt, great great aunt, something like that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Her she woke up one day and her husband had passed away in the bed with her. I never met the gentleman that I know of, and uh, she lived there the rest of her life. And they finally sold it and tore it down. But while she was gone, I go cut the yard and different stuff. We just kept it in the family for a while. And I'd always look up in the window, and it just felt like somebody was watching me. Oh, I hate that. I never saw anything or anybody, but just that feeling that somebody was watching me. Yeah, I hate that. Out that back window cutting that grass. I hate that feeling. But it's Where would you rather looking it not be or looking it be? Which which (laughs) Well, it kind of like the dark thing. (laughs) I'd rather looking it not be. Because that lawnmower would probably still be running right there. Well, I know uh, you asked about something else I wanted to talk about. You know, I something that really bothers me is uh, with the kids nowadays, it's, you know, participation trophies. Yes. You know, I I grew up playing sports. Hell, we, we all did. We grew up playing sports, you know, and it was – you had to practice. You had to put the work in. You had to, you know, do your dues to get, you know, that trophy. If you didn't practice and you didn't play hard, you didn't get a trophy. Yep. Let that, me go ahead. That was something you strive for. Let me ask you this though: Is there an age limit on that? Do you feel? Well, yeah, I think I think the younger kids, you know, in, in okay. t-ball and right. you know stuff like that, you know, that, okay. it, right. it's just right. them learning the game. The fifth, like five year olds and younger should, but you know, five years old and up. I mean, but you got nowadays that you know kids. Don't want to do anything but play on the phones. Xbox. Xbox. I mean, I have two nieces and ne- I got two nieces and nephews. They know more about a phone than I do. Right. And I mean, they're and they're five years old. I mean, it's like 
And it's just the world that we live in now because if you take it away, they start crying. And the easiest thing to do is just give it back to them to get them to quit crying. Well, I mean, that's like my my kids. You know, I, I used to say, well, when it comes to playing baseball or something like that, they could beat your tail on the Xbox. But when you go out and play it in real life, it's a different story. I had something similar when I went to school a business teacher, I told her, I said, you know, these kids taking these classes ought to go in the real world. I have mixed feelings. You know, they should, if they're going to go to college, go right now when they're, as soon as they're out of school because there's, you know, there's no jobs for them, which that was at the time. Now they can get a job anywhere. But this book tells you to do this, this, and this. That is until you throw human activity into it. I don't think there's a blueprint for anything. There's not. No. I, once you throw one person into the mix of anything, it's going to change something. And that's what I told her. These kids have, yeah, it, this is a great idea, but it doesn't work like this in the real world. Yeah. On, partic- paper, right. on paper is one thing, real world something else, yeah. Participation trophy, It if they keep it up and have that mentality, they're going to think everything should be handed to them when they grow up. But that's I mean, how it is now, though. I mean, exactly, though. If you, if you, take, a, if you take a ball team and you've got half of them, that work their tail off, you know. In my eyes, they, they're more deserving than a kid that doesn't show up to practice or doesn't even play. Now, I'm not talking about talent or ability. I'm talking about just putting in the work. Showing up. Yeah. Showing up and being there. Because, I, mean, I mean, you know, it, it's, really, it's really hard on those kids that show up to practice every day and bust their tail, and the other ones that don't, they, they get the same thing. They get the same thing. That's, my daughter recently got a concussion. She got run over by uh, a player, didn't try to slide home. She got a concussion. Even though she could not legally practice, she still went to practice every day because she was part of the team. She got that card and hard head. <laughs> yeah, that's part of it. But there's another girl on her team, and I can't think of her name right now, where I'd give her a shout-out. She uh, did one of her games. She did something to her finger, broke the tip off of it or something. I mean, her fingernail or something. She finished playing the game, evidently, because we didn't know she was hurt till she come to practice the next day or something. But she was still at the practice. She still showed up for the next two games, even though she couldn't play. Those are the kids that put in the work. Uh, a lot of kids with the participation trophy mindset, they won't even go. Well, I mean, it's the same, like he said earlier, it's the same thing in life. I mean, they learn that younger, or you said, or he said, I can't remember. But they learn that at an early stage in their life. Well, I'm going to get this whether I do it or not. Why do it? Yep. You know? And I, I think that's that's hurting a lot of our kids now. I think a lot of um, – I think there was a generation gap. Because some of the kids now, you know, our kids, our, they kind of saw that and are getting away from it some. Well, like he said, I think electronics has got a lot to do with oh, it. Yeah. I mean, I've, I go to places with my job. That some of the kids nowadays, some of the people that run a register don't even know how to write a check. And they are running one of the registers there at the store. And it's like, they're like, where do I put your name at? I mean, dude, come on. Do well, I'll tell you know? one better. How do you, how do you sign your name without cursive writing? Exactly. I mean, but, I can print your name just like you print your name. You yep. know, the difference is the cursive. It's your signature. If yep. it, I just, I don't understand that. And, I mean, that kind of goes into the, 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 School no kid, system. the no kid left behind. Yep. I mean, I understand not wanting a kid to fail. 
but you can't just push him forward. Uh-uh. Nope. You're not doing him any favors, him or her, either one. You're not doing them any favors. Because you're when teaching they, them that they can get you're by. A, you're actually going in the wrong direction. When, yeah. when you when you do that, you just tell them, okay, it's okay. You can fall on your face. Somebody will be there to pick you up. You got to be there to help them. I mean, that's the problem that we have is people are not wanting to help these kids. They're just like the easiest thing to do is, ooh, let's keep our records up. Let's pass them. Let's send them on. Let's just keep on sending them on. It's all right. He might not know how to write his name or add five plus five. We're going to send them on up to the next grade. Maybe they might teach them at the next grade or teach them when they learn in life. Well, if you don't learn it from the beginning, the further you go, the harder it gets. Yep. I mean, you know, if you don't learn those fundamentals at an early age, by the time you get further up, everybody's just passing you to yep. get you through. And it, it's it's not right. And, you know, I've always told my kids, you know, I, I'm here for you. No matter what you need, I'm here for you. But I'm not doing it for you. Exactly. You have to meet me halfway. And I, I think there's too much of babying, babying the kids, you know. Sometimes they need that tough love. Yep. Well, all right, guys, let's take a little break, and we will be right back. Give a shout-out to myself, Casey Cardin, at First Realty Group. If you need your house sold or looking to buy something, just give me a call at 931-309-5028 or Google your boy on Casey Cardin Realty, and you can find me. All right, our next topic up to be, will be ADHD. Is that like ACDC or? <laughs> I, don't, I wouldn't classify that the same. ADHD is pretty rough sometimes. I kind of got a little bit of personal experience with it. And it's kind of rough. You know, I, w- I was raised up, you act right or you get your ass whooped. You know? And get grounded. Don't forget the grounded part, Carl. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got, I got grounded and ass whooped a lot. So I, I heard a story yesterday, and we're, we're kind of getting off topic a little, but apparently it got brought up a lot. Um, all right, so, no, sorry about right. sorry about your late loss of your father Butch and all, but all right, no you begged for a butt whooping one time. <laughs> what about Opryland? <laughs> Man, you know only certain people know this story, but I, with I, with Butch telling it, there's probably a lot of people well, that know it. I'm sure it went over the truck radio. <laughs> yeah. He liked to talk. Yeah. I love Butch, but it was hard to go talk to him in Walmart because <laughs> you couldn't get away. <laughs> Yeah, you're probably right. But, you know, back then, which I always catch it from Creek, but, yeah, we we stayed grounded a lot. You know, Butch was pretty pretty strict. I mean, what's one thing he grounded you for? It's hard to narrow it down to one, I'm yeah. sure. No, no, there's one that is just, like, so funny, man. Can you remember <laughs> that one that we always make fun of you? The toilet paper roll? <laughs> Not putting the toilet paper on the toilet paper roll, right? No, the other one, the mailbox. Man, I got grounded so much I can't even remember. Taking the mail and you step one foot on the road. Oh, I think you're exaggerating a little on that one. Okay, maybe two feet. Sorry. Might have been three or four feet. <laughs> do, you get, do you get grounded for uh, us cutting your yard at three different levels? We was wanting to go somewhere, oh, and we Lord. brought all, all oh, different lawnmowers. Oh, man. Did you end up getting grounded for that? that that's a story right there. <laughs> My wife brought that up today. That She's like, awesome. y'all to talk about when y'all cut the grass three different levels and Butch grounded them for that. All right, look. They come over and wanted to go swimming. Well, me and my brother, we had to cut the grass before we could do anything. So everybody wanted us to go swimming with them. So their bright idea 
was, go home. We'll all go home and get our lawnmowers, and we'll come back, and we'll knock this yard out like it ain't nothing. And that's what we did, you know. It didn't take 20 minutes, and we was down the road jumping off High Rock into the creek. You know, we were swimming. <laughs> didn't think nothing else about it. We get home, and we in trouble. <laughs> like we always in trouble. But, you know, it looked like a go-kart track out in that yard. <laughs> We had four or five different lawnmowers, and every single one of them set to a different level. We had to recut the whole yard, got grounded, but that was nothing new. And the whole the whole asking for a butt whooping, we were supposed to go to the to uh, Opperland. Some of y'all probably still remember Opperland. Some of you probably don't, y'all younger people. But we were supposed to go to Opperland with the church, and uh, – we got caught riding our bicycles in the road, <laughs> knowing we weren't supposed to be in the road on our bicycles. And he come in, and first thing he said, well, I guess there went you tripped opera land. So me and my brother run outside crying, throwing a fit. We sit out there for a little while. And I come up with the bright idea that I was going to go back in and ask for a butt whooping and go to opera land. I went in, I was like, can you just whoop her butt and let us go to Opperland? And he never laughed. He never cracked a smile. He just said no. But years later, he told me he never laughed so hard. <laughs> he said he almost started laughing before I left the room. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of stuff, you know, growing up that I got in trouble for and a lot of stuff I don't understand. You know, some of it I do now. But, you know, the saying, you, you, you'll understand more when you grow up. You'll understand more when you have your kids. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of the truest things I've ever heard. Uh, we'll get back to this ADHD in just a second, but having your kids and just letting the other people talk and all. I have two girls. One's eight, one's 13. <laughs> and them and their mother would just start fussing like kids do. I just sit there on the couch and kind of mind my own business and laugh. And <laughs> Is that because they're arguing with her and not you? <laughs> Probably somewhat, yes, but it's just funny because – most time it's over about something silly. Or I can look at them, say one word or two words, kind of in my voice, and they'll stop. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know. It's just it's funny. Well, that's like with my little one. You know, he has some problems with his mama as far as discipline, this, that, and other. And she'll say something to me about it, and I'm just like, you know, I don't, I don't really deal with that. And I think that's the, the, the male-female difference the deepness in the voice the i don't know it's for some reason kids seem to respect a male more than they do a female in a lot of cases and see that's like my wife's kids i mean she has two boys and you know she's always been their friend and i come into the relationship and i try to be the you know hey you know we're gonna do it the right way but she's always babied them because she's always been friends because she's the only one that's ever been there for them and stuff, you know, so she has that, you know, oh, it's okay, you know, and no, it's not, but okay, whatever, you know, and that's how it is. And so, you know, that's how she treats her kids is she babies them, and that's why they get away with a whole lot more than what they did before I come along. Yep, you grounded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't care. We might need to cut this part out to save your relationship. This, this is going to be edited. So it, It's okay. <laughs> she, I'll tell her I said it. <laughs> But, yeah, I think there is a fine line. I mean, you know, a lot of parents, I think, are too friendly with their kids. But there is that fine line. I mean, 
it's always easier, in my opinion, for the woman to be more emotionally there for the kids. Most men, it's harder to be emotionally there for your kids. You, you're more the disciplinary, you know, so it makes it kind of rough sometimes. All right, let's get back to the ADHD. Well, my thing with that is, is what do you think about it? Do uh, I mean, I think kids, anything now that they can just say, oh, the kids are acting up, just give them pills. No, it's the kids. Yeah, some kids might need it, but then other kids just need you to bend them over your knee and whip their butts. I mean, a lot of kids nowadays, though, they just think, oh, if you whip me, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay, do it. You know, when I was growing up, I told my mama, she smacked me. I'm going to call the cops because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat you before, you get, before they get here. And then when I get out, I'm going to beat you again. Yeah. So, I mean, but nowadays, if you if you threaten to whip a kid, all these people get involved. And it's like, okay, just whatever. Let's go put you on some pills. Well, like I said, I've kind of had experience with that. I've seen it from both sides. And I do agree with you because I was raised the same way. Hey, can you, you know. can you make sure that gets recorded real good? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you want to edit that out, don't it? I didn't mean to say he was right, but oh, uh, you don't you don't got me all messed up now. But I was I was raised the same way, you know. You you act right or you get your butt whooped. Yep. And you know I tried that with my son, and he got several whoopings, and he do the same thing, and it kind of got to the point where this ain't working. But. It was it because he was doing it at your house, not his mother's house. Well, I think the two houses, you know that that's a that's a problem, you know, when a, when a kid has two parents, and they should have the same rules. Exactly, it doesn't always happen. It's hard to make that happen. It's two different houses, two different things, two different everything. Because she could tell you, oh, he's doing this, and then you're like, oh, he don't do that at my house. Well, even in defending the other side. It may not always be them. It may be their significant other that's there with the kids, and they're not, and they may not feel like it's their, not responsibility, but they don't want to cause trouble. Feel out of place. Punishing this kid yeah. when, you know, the parent, the true parent isn't there. But that's just, that's a whole other topic that's got to deal with you know, that's when I got married to my wife now, her kids were, I can't even remember. Um, but I promised them that I would never whip your butt because I'm not your daddy. Just because of, you know, I don't want anything to happen where your mother has to choose which one you want, me or her kids. I'm not going to discipline her kids. I mean, I might take something away. You know, I might take the car away, might take TV away or something like that. But I'm not going to whip their kids because that's not my job as the father figure to whip not my kids. And I, I'll whoop my kids some, but that doesn't mean that works for everybody. You know, in the Bible, whatever it says, don't spare the rod, whatever. That doesn't mean that works for your kid. You got to find what works as a punishment for your kid. Is it taking away their phone and stuff? But whatever it is, you need to stick with it, not, well, I'm going to take away your phone for a day or, oh, you're grounded. Well, I'm grounded from not going anywhere, but I just go in my room, play my Xbox, play on my phone. That's not being grounded. Yeah, well, here, here's the thing with that. I mean, I I had <laughs> I had a kid that I grounded 
from Xbox. You know, no TV, no Xbox. I grounded him from And he stayed in his room. And, you know, I, I stuck my head in there to see what he was doing. Well, he was sitting in there playing on a tablet. And I just kind of shut the door and walked out and just kind of laughed. Because he outsmarted you. Exactly. He outsmarted me. I grounded him from the TV. I grounded him from the Xbox. I didn't say tablet. I didn't say. But you can bet your butt that from then on, it was everything. (laughs) I just said everything. You grounded from everything because kids are smart nowadays. Yeah. Very smart. But, you know, I've dealt with the ADHD. And like I said, the butt whooping, I've, I've tried. I'm not a fan of medicine. I, I, I think we do over-medicate our kids. But I can tell a big difference in the two kids that I've seen on this medicine. You know, there was a, there was a, a, a kid that wouldn't do his homework, wouldn't, wouldn't concentrate in school. And the first day that he was on that medicine, he come in and he did his homework for that day and the next two days. Yep. He was straight focused. Now, I have n- no knowledge in it. Is that something they say, okay, this kid's going to be on this until this age, or we can try and wean him off, and then, you know, if it doesn't, we'll the wean way, him back on? Or The way I hear is that when you give them ADHD medicine, they're on it forever? No, I don't I don't think that's true. Now, I'm not, I'm not real knowledgeable on this. You know, I've had some experience with it, yeah. But uh, they say that you can outgrow it, and, and I think I think a lot of kids do. But, you know, my thing with this is, is this something new or has this been going on for years? Is it something that's going on with, uh, with the hormones in the food? Is it, is it the different times that's causing this to be more of a problem? Or was it a problem then? We just dealt with it more with butt whoopings. I mean, you know, because I, I, don't, I don't think this happened overnight. I think it's a difference in society now and back then. Because it's hard for me to believe that it's here now, but it wasn't here years ago. Yeah, I'm like you, you know, it's probably back, you know, when we was growing up, it's butt whoopings. Now it's give them pills, give them something. Because, number one, parents, some of the parents can't handle their kids right now. Well, you know, that's like he said earlier, you know, you ground your kid from something and you've got to stick with it. Yeah. Because I've seen, you know, it becomes inconvenient to the parent. You ground that mm-hmm. kid from the Xbox or you ground him from the TV. Well, what's that kid doing? He's up your butt. Yep. You know, yep. so it becomes inconvenient to you, and then you're just like, oh, I'll just go play your Xbox. And, and and they do that by accident. The kid does, you know, just wanting to be around, but then they learn. Oh, yeah. They, they learn that. Uh, and then, oh, okay, well, last time I. Kids are small. Or, so. or, or they go and put it to where, oh, if dad grounds me, I'm going to go ask mom. Yeah, I had to break my kids from that. Some moms that, would do yeah. that. Yeah, and then, you know, or dad did it, so mom's doing it. You know, oh, I'm going to go at mom grounded me, so I'm going to go ask dad, can I go do this? Dad's going to be like, yeah, because he don't know what's going on. I've had uh, my kids do that several times. And that's a lot of the reason is because, you know, it's the parents that aren't communicating with each other saying, hey, look, you know, let's talk about this and let's discuss this, and this is what we need to do as a family, as a group. To be a team is this is how we need to stick together. Well, you know, and that's that's kind of like everything. You know, that, that sounds good. And you're right. That That is. Again, that's twice, dude. <laughs> Dang. I... Can't edit that one. <laughs> you leave one of them in. Don't leave both of them. <laughs> but, you know, it sounds good. But there, there's, I think, a, la- a lack of communication about everything. 
It is. I mean, communication is the key. It is great, but a lot of times it's hard to get that communication. And, and you know, the biggest problem is if you want to communicate with the other half or something like that, is the cell phones. I think cell phones have become more bothering than it is to help because you, like, I'm going to bring me and my wife involved with this. We're sitting at home. I'm watching TV. She's on the phone. Or I'm on my phone. She's on her phone. We don't communicate because we're always looking at Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, First Realty Group people, you know, just looking at everything. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it, it's, it's that's what the world is, though. We've the cell phones have helped us and hurt us both. That was nice. That was nice, by the way. Oh, yeah, not, nice little plug. As I was on my phone. I mean, that's just my opinion about it. I mean, I don't know how people feel about cell phones, but well, everybody's got their own opinion. Everybody's got their own situation. Everything they deal with. So, I mean, you know, all you can do is say what you yeah. think or what you feel. And there's going to be people that agree with you and people that don't. So, and, and here's my thing. This is this goes along with all the controversial things. It doesn't matter. We all can have different opinions. And we can sit here and talk about it and disagree about it. But when you start bringing your attitude and, and pump up your chest and, oh, you're wrong because you believe. No, no, that's your belief. You have an opinion. You can talk about different stuff and disagree on different stuff. And still get along. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's easier said than it, done. It is, but if people would just—I mean, they uh, have their own opinion and they feel very strong about it. Okay, it's yep. your opinion. So, yeah, I, mean, I agree. But you know, when you get into a heated argument and, and you feel so strongly about something, it's it's hard not to argue. It is. You know, there's several times where you're arguing something and you just absolutely know you're right. And, and then you find out you're wrong, and you got to eat that crow. Oh yeah. You know? So, well, guys, I believe it's about time to wrap it up. I appreciate y'all coming in. Yep. And, uh, again, it's Carl Smith, Brian Thames, Thames Creek. 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 There's probably a bunch of other names out there y'all know any bad, but we can't say them on the air. And but, uh, Dan Card. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate y'all listening. We'll holler at y'all next week.